gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. It's a freaking joke. Could I make one point? With the fate of human dignity in our hands. Lordy, I hope there are tapes. Oh, what's in the box? The Brian Suits Show. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Benjamin Netanyahu. Yahoo. That's growing on me. The more I play it. But I, I won't. Uh, but but you, you all understand why I'm playing it, right? But uh, so anyway. Um, hey, good morning. It is the end of the week right here. Brian Suit Show on the 19th. Tomorrow is, and I know we ask this all the time of producer Greg is in the other room. Have you ever seen Jeremiah Johnson? The quintessential, the Redford Western movie about the, the, the mountain man trapper. Sounds familiar. Iconic. Anyway, I want to say tom- tomorrow's a day. I forgot if it's uh, – anyway. A great story behind it but the tr- the, based on a true character. Um, but that probably wouldn't have – okay, great. Robert Redford was what? Red Hot, 1971, right? And if he had starred in a movie called Liver Eating Johnston, it wouldn't have made – it wouldn't have done as well. Didn't didn't do very well uh, anyway. Uh, a heartbreaking story in – Portland, th- that ice storm, that was weird because, like, literal ice was falling out of the sky. I don't know how it hit in Renton, but down in God's County, where I will proudly serve on a jury on Monday, um, it, it was falling as ice. We were sitting here watching people driving home, taking the shortcut through the secret, secret shortcut through town, and it wasn't falling as snow and it wasn't rain. It was, I go outside and, like, you could you could hear... It, it sounded like somebody pouring rice on you, you know, or something. Falling as ice. When it hit Portland, it coated Portland in a inch of ice. Uh, as of this morning, finally, after a week, the governor down there is d- declaring uh, an emergency from Multnomah County in Portland. But uh, a hero emerged from a tragedy. 18-year-old uh, Magia Washington noticed a flash outside her home this week in Portland. A dangerous storm had coated the city with ice. Opening her blind, she saw a red SUV with a down power line on it and a couple who had been putting their baby in the car. The woman screamed to her boyfriend to get the baby to safety, and he grabbed the child and began to scramble up the driveway on concrete so slick it was almost impossible to walk. Before he made it halfway, he slid backwards and his foot touched the live wire. The the witness uh, on the phone with 911 saw a little fire than smoke. The mother, six months pregnant, tried to reach the baby, but she too slipped and was electrocuted. So was her 15-year-old brother when he came out to help. So the 18-year-old woman was on the phone with a dispatcher when she saw the baby lying on top of the electrocuted father, saw the baby move his head. The nine-month-old was alive. Having just seen three people shocked to death, she decided to try to save the boy. She kept a low crouch to avoid sliding into the wire as she approached, and she said at a news conference, uh, she described it as she uh, grabbed the baby. She touched the father's body, but she wasn't shocked, uh, she said. And uh, witnesses in fire, Portland Fire Department are saying they have no idea uh, how this uh, how this happened. Uh, I mean, or, or how, how it is that she's not dead. Uh, so uh, really, really amazing. Um, but I mean, horribly tragic. And uh, wait, is it? Uh, 
those crews working out here to get the lights back on. There is snow and ice everywhere. It is. Oh, it's, sorry, that's uh, Monroe. And uh, nothing. And I haven't. I haven't heard of uh, uh, any. Uh, there's no power up in Monroe, but there have been some down lines. But uh, like in general, the, what what happened there is such a freak accident. This is not the case of like a car hitting a pole, and <clears throat> then you don't get out of the car. Or, you know, and because if you on ice, uh, you know, it, it's all it's, it's all vaulting. Um, but anyway, I'd just say a, a coincidental confluence, the ice storm plus, I, you know, anyway, a, a whole bunch of tragedy and uh, just down there in Portland. And it's funny because it's um, it is so weird that they, they will get. Crazy windstorms in Portland that don't exist really anywhere north of the Columbia River, um, and sometimes they'll have a a ice and windstorm, and it will take down tree branches and the whole thing all day long. And we just we don't get anything like that level of wind there. But not interested in I, this. I don't know why would you even make this stuff. Have you have you ever had that uh, Panera charged lemonade, producer Greg? I, by oh, the way, yes, I'm not, I know of it. Yeah. I, I like the Panera. Yeah, me too, for the most part. I, I like the Olive but... Garden. Um, nothing <laughs> there I can eat, but the point is I like the olives. I, I, I like the olives, but they're getting sued again. I mean, I don't know what to say about this. If you don't have to go down there, don't don't go out. Or if you don't have to go anywhere, don't don't go, don't get out. Uh, Panera Bread is facing another lawsuit over the charged lemonade. Uh, 28-year-old, now alive, they're facing a lawsuit from a dead guy, a guy who didn't, I don't know, how do you, do they deceptively say totally beneficial, no harm to you will come from this highly caffeinated drink or what? 28-year-old Lauren Skerritt alleges that she ended up with lasting heart problems after drinking two and a half of the lemonades, which have four times the caffeine of a cup of coffee. So she drank eight cups of coffee. Seems like a lot. Uh, there's no law against doing that. Right. I could do that today. Okay. But four times the caffeine of a cup of coffee. That's debatable. But, I mean, it, it, it actually says that. Just like a Red Bull says what it does to you. It raises more questions about whether uh, the drink still sold by Panera is safe. Uh, two families have alleged their loved ones died after drinking it. I mean, I, I really, I don't know what to say except, uh, look, if caffeine was bad, the Lord wouldn't have made it, right? Why are your choices always somebody else's responsibility? I know. I mean, that's like, what was that world's hottest pepper that someone ate and died? <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it says right on there, don't buy me and eat this or whatever. But, but I mean... If when you ha there's a stupid show on the cooking channel <clears throat> where there's a guy and it looks like Danny Bonaduce before his stomach surgery or something, a guy who should not be eating anything but steamed rice and on a Peloton when he does it. And the point of the show is he goes to these various restaurant restaurants that exist only in America where they all have the, you know, the, the 25 pounder challenge or whatever. There's so many restaurants that make a giant un inedible hamburger, but if you can sit down and eat it in one sitting, you don't have to pay for it or whatever. But he, he goes to these restaurants and it's like a ribeye 
with a with six fried oysters and another ribeye and then an onion ring on it. And, and at the end of the show, he's surrounded by sycophantic employees of that restaurant and they're cheering him as he eats their big challenge thing. And he's uh, he's red faced and he's sweaty. And I think it's not man versus food. It's something something like that though. And the the entire point of the show is that he downs whatever it is that they sell. And it's just not healthy. I don't even know if the guy's allowed to make any more episodes or whatever. But if something if th- something is the world's hottest pepper, I'm going to believe you on that one. Uh, or I'm, I, I'm, I don't know how they market this. I was unaware that they have a branded charged lemonade with. And I don't know what what's the attraction of. You know what I really don't like is that at, at my kid's high school, they sell caffeinated energy drinks. It's it's not just like taurine and sugar, but also actual two or three times uh, the caffeine of a cup of coffee. Oh, is it those prime drinks? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and why that sold to 16-year-olds, I don't know. I mean, it's better, I suppose, than wild turkey, I, I guess. But, I mean, we had, you know, there was a controversy when I was in high school about Diet Coke uh, being in the uh, in the high school. But, um uh, so anyway, if it's not good for you, don't uh, eat it or drink it. So there, there's my life advice. And that's why I'm, I was selected for jury duty on Monday. Um, <clears throat> there was a quiz. I had to take the quiz, which is, uh, do you currently live at this address? Anyway, why, yes, I do. Oh, is that the one where you had to look at images and say, like, cat, elephant, tennis <laughs> yeah, ball? helicopter. <laughs> no, that's uh, the one Trump had to do. Um, yeah, then he had to remember it, though. Um, all right, so... Uh, you can do stuff in the morning, but by one thirty, you're going to be watching the Texans at the Ravens. I don't uh, of of the games. We the one that's I think the most missable is that one. I think that's they can just pencil in the score right now. Uh, the Ravens are going to spank them. Uh, it's going to be cold in Baltimore. Uh, there's going to be a Harbaugh on the sidelines. I like that CJ Stroud. Did you see? I, I that, do too. Uh, NBC or whoever had aired the first playoff game edited his post game uh, interview. They said, hey, what would you feel about the game? And he said, I just want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then he went into talking about the game. And Dr. Pepper. They edited out uh, what he said about JC, the man upstairs, uh, when they showed the highlight later on on social media. And, Brian, there was outrage. There was utter outrage. Well, there, there should be. If he if he's uh, out, of, uh, out of context, I can't Proclaiming find. Proclaiming his faith on national TV. We can't have I'll that. I want to thank my family and Dr. Or, and and uh, God above all. and most of all, Dr. Pepper. I can't, I'll find it before we go. Um, Buccaneers at Lions. The Lions are going to continue their role. They're six and a half point favorites. I think they should be more. Maybe I should shut up and let my money do the talking. Uh, Chiefs Bills is, I think, are we all agreed it is the game of the weekend? Taylor Swift at halftime of that game. Here's that CJ Stroud audio. I just want to thank my family and friends and God and most of all, Dr. Pepper. It really sounds like he should have a deeper voice. But anyway. And you know what? Have you seen that players who went to Ohio State University, they don't say the Ohio State University anymore. They just say the no, they don't. They do. I thought they said the you or whatever. No, that's Miami. But now, the, these punks now, it's like you're so full of yourself. They, they, they and, and they, I think it's Jason Kelsey who said Jason Kelsey. I want the UW alums to start saying, I went to <laughs> and then it'll just be t- You want to see my upset special? Upset special Packers over Niners. Prediction. Packers over Niners. 
The, that is an insane the, call. Niners, I, I got to say, at the minimum, the Niners are not going to beat them by nine and a half. The Packers are going to win that outright. Uh, a Ra- uh, ex-Raiders uh, exec uh, is under fire today because she said four great games, seven great quarterbacks, and Brock Purdy. And she's she's uh, gotten the ire of the 49er faithful. I How about, I got to say, I, I, I would just put a straight up win on the on the Packers on that one, uh, and you know why? Because uh, because they're they're young guys, they're su- such young guys. They don't have any baggage about the, they have played ten times in the postseason the past ten years. Uh, the the Niners have been oh, what was it? But well, any anyway, I I got to say no baggage, no nothing. I I say um, that uh, Packers flat up flat up win. Uh, on that one, my upset watch is uh, Bucks at Lions. I think your Lions are going no. down this weekend. Oh yeah, big um, time. Todd Bowles, he's gonna whip those guys into shape, and they're gonna play well uh, in that outside stadium in Detroit. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be a bad weather game. Pretty sure we're. Uh, it's, so that's still. I gotta say, that's of, one of the quotes of the week of the entire week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that might be the one. But besides the mayor of Buffalo, again, warning to Taylor Swift. If you don't need to go outside, please don't go outside. How can we can't get wisdom like that in uh, the elected offices out here in the state of Washington? And if you don't need to go anywhere, probably a good idea not to. So, you know, I forgot. Yes, we're wrapping up this week and then flushing it. Uh, Earlier in the 6 a.m. hour, and I want to thank all the great uh, ombudsmen of the show that remind remind me of the loose ends that we leave. The thing where you turn your cell phone in and it gives you cash, they're called eco-ATMs. They're here in Seattle, and many victims of phone theft are, are blaming the fact that these things turn you right around and get, and dispense cash with their, their phone theft. And in the case of uh, Channel 13, they had a woman who had her, her iPhone with an AirTag or Find My iPhone, iPhone thing uh, was stolen, and it led her like breadcrumbs, right to the machine at the QFC up on Capitol Hill. And it's because your dead cell phone is is filled with en- enough palladium and lithium and all that, that it, there's actually a profit to be made, but you have to, you have to bring in thousands of them <clears throat> uh, because each phone only has, blip, you know, a small amount. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that winds up as garbage in Malaysia, but then there's a whole bunch that winds up as recoverable, Precious metals uh, and stuff. The and guts so, of your phone have real value. And the problem is uh, vagrants and towns with drug addicts have like three times the rate of phones stolen from right from your hands when you're sitting there looking at it as towns that do not have huge fentanyl problems like towns in Florida. To the naked eye, it's not much, but inside your device, there's a small treasure trove of precious metals. All right, you sold me. Okay, so uh, what what happens? Where are these things? Could you you've never seen one, right? Was that the scandal that we revealed? Have I not? I thought you said you didn't know what I was talking about. The 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 uh, cash for your phone. Oh, they're on yeah. they're on the way out right. of QFC, Fred Meyer. Whatever. I'll look for them this weekend. Um, yeah, and, and pro- by the way, if you have fentanyl test strips, wild stab, they're going to test positive on that machine, I guarantee it. I'm looking at all my devices, 40 feet, 30 feet, 20 feet. 
10 feet. And then all of a sudden there's this big box machine that's like eco ATM turning cell phones for cash on the spot. Lindsay would eventually call police who would get eco ATM to- This is the good, the good news is if you do have the tracker on your phone, Certain police departments in certain kinds of, of towns like Portland, Seattle, San Francisco, and L.A. have like a hotline to the company. Eco ATM and stolen phones. One department even calling them a great partner for helping get phones back. That was Gig Harbor, by the way, because they got a problem out there, uh, too. But, but you, there's a number that you can call and you can say, yay, verily, this is, you know, uh, Officer Lee Gormley. Uh, Seattle Police Department, and I see some uh, violators in front of me. Uh, I need machine one, two, three, alpha Tom Mike uh, popped open. And the company can remotely pop it open. But now the machine's popped open, and look at that. It's a pile of phones. So what do you do? Call your phone? That's what I would do, but uh, I don't know. But uh, so anyway, I, that's a problem I, I didn't know even existed. So since my problems are your problems, now... Now uh, you have the problem um, uh, on that, but let me get back to this. Is, to end this on a tragic note, before we do an end of the week, checking the texting at 800-465-8770, uh, here's KGW in Portland uh, with the, the, the story of the original tragedy of the, the couple putting a nine-month-old in the car and there is a down power line. Well, Portland Fire reported that the toddler appeared uninjured at the scene. That child was still taken to the hospital. The Portland firefighters report that a neighbor rescued that infant, grabbing it from one of the unresponsive adults who was lying on the street when this all happened. Now, again, first responders took that infant to the hospital so medical staff can continue to evaluate them. This call came in around noon today off of Northeast 122nd and Siskiyou Street. Firefighters do not know why the family was in the car at this time. Portland Fire says the... They found out later they were putting the baby in the car. This was the storm that... I think it came from the south up, and uh, it hit Pierce County and Tacoma. That that was the icy day two days ago, and that that uh, I would I'll drive in two feet of snow any day before ice. Four people were in the car. A power line fell after a tree branch hit it, and those both landed on the car. When three of the people went to get out. The energized line electrocuted and killed them. Portland Fire does not have any information about how the four are related right now, but we did see people who appear to know the victims get here a couple of hours ago. They embraced each other and cried out as they processed. Well, so any, anyway, but the, like I say, the, the silver lining, the nine-month-old is alive miraculously, and there's an 18-year-old that, uh, that did something selfless and is rightly being correctly called. And at a time where we throw the word heroic survival of the door plug popping out of the Alaska Airlines 737, actually applying the word to someone who did something selfless without thinking and uh, did something heroic. Uh, 18-year-old uh, Portland woman. Um, back in a second. Okay, so if, if you loved what was the Civil War about, you're going to fall in love all over again when Nikki Haley is asked, was America ever a racist country? Now that we know the Civil War was started because basic cable fees were way higher south of the Mason-Dixon line, how does she answer the question, was America ever a racist country, right after this? And a checking of your texting, 800-465-8770. Text your brilliant thought to that number, and then we will curate them and log on and read them, maybe or not. Uh, AM 770 KTTH.
know, when you get a good device of issue that is so two-sided, you don't, you don't get rid of it because you claim it's a deal. And and that's the corner that the Republicans are painted into right now. Brian Schutz here, AM 770 KTTH. Amongst Republicans, it's nearly unanimous. 88% say the border is secure. 8% uh, uh, is not secure. 8% say it is. Amongst Democrats, it's split. 54% to 35% saying it is not and so keep keep it it's a great divisive issue it's peeling people away uh or making them not want to vote and the things like that or making them want to text because it's time for a checking of the texting and i warn you greg there may be some housekeeping okay i'm ready um about the the lone conservative says hey guys more of a 770 tech issue but can we have at least have one week of shows stocked in the app. If I want to binge the entire week of the show over the weekend, that's my God-given right, I say. Well, Why I don't know about the app, but if you'd like to do that, I definitely know you can do it if you subscribe on iTunes or any other podcast platform that you can get the show. But And I'm doing jury duty because it's my duty as a citizen or whatever. Um, T-Town Doug has a suggestion Brian, and I love T-Town, Doug, um, because he hates me, yet he listens. So there's that. So dig, if you will, that picture. Brian, jury duty Monday. If you won't be on air, please don't do a best of, because there's no such thing. <laughs> That's anyway. a good one. Uh, instead, invite Victoria in and treat your audience to a real radio show host, T-Town Doug. Ouch. Um, and well, what luck she will be. Victoria Teff will be here at least Monday, at least as long as uh, until I can get out of jury duty. Uh, anyway, you can directly reach T-Town Doug at 253. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> From the 509. Someday, T-Town Doug. Happy Someday. Friday, boys. Both of you have spent time over here by Cheney and Spokane. Have either of you looked into the glacial floods that created this unique landscape in central and eastern Washington? The Nally Valley? Uh, you probably know more than me the, on this one. The home of the Nally's chip? Well, th that's where Don't Make Me Release My Canine happened. That's, ah. that's where Pierce County, where the guy got out. The kids ran into the Blackberry thinking, this will keep the stupid cops away. But then the, the smarter cop faked it like he had a canine. Don't make us release our canine. <laughs> right there in the shadow of Cheney Stadium. An all-timer. Home of your uh, Tacoma Rainiers, uh, the AAA. Aren't the Rainiers? They're not AAA for the Mariners. Um, yeah. Yeah, they are. Are they? Yeah, sure. Oh, don't they have that. a couple t uh, farm teams? And, and I think he's talking about Cheney, like uh, the one over by Spokane, but I could be wrong. From the 206, Brian, I heard on the news that WSU canceled classes due to weather. How does that happen? When I was there, nobody would ever have dreamt of school closing that due to bad weather. Did not. That's a that's a damnable husky lie. Did they? <laughs> they did not. There's just no way. This person thinks uh, today's students are wimpy. The sidewalks are heated. In Pullman, I mean, literally heated from hot air uh, underneath the uh, the sidewalks. I I didn't read that. I saw there was some strike. That. There was some strike. I uh, was there some like service employees, something around the strike in Pullman. It was two hours long before the administration bent over and said, "Have your wicked way with us. Let's go back to work." Inclement weather, school closures, tracking. Uh, I'll, I'll get on the case. Anyways. Oh my god! If they don't close the campus at University of Alaska Anchorage. And if, if, they, if, they, if they don't close sea wolves, they, 
Anyway, I, I uh, doubt that. The I'll 206 is chiming in on you not handpicking your groceries for the first time and instead having some employee deliver them directly to your car. Brian, Instacart for Costco is a monumental saving of your time, and Costco doesn't allow crap on their <clears throat> shelves, so you're safe. That I that's I've never thought of that. I didn't know Instacart did did Costco, but I know I know what coffee I like from Costco, and I know what frozen I I like the frozen boneless chicken breast with rib meat. I like those. I just know that when I go into Costco, my plan is to get string cheese, and all of a sudden my bill is three hundred fifty seven dollars. Uh, and and also by the way, <clears throat> talking about the trigger of the Costco. Uh, roaster chicken. Uh, uh-huh. Do you smell that? You're instantly oh, hungry. Delicious, like eight bucks. Or and something. I, I, I was hipping colleagues yesterday onto the. I think the best deal in Costco is, at the end of the day, they take the the white meat and the skin off the roaster, the unsold roaster chickens, and they pack them into two pound bricks, and then they're frozen and they're put. They're out on a display in Costco. Never be afraid to rub your that meat. That stuff is insanely good. If you want, if you want to go hard keto, man, I, I'm here to tell you. On a Friday, get one of those out, thaw it out, and have it out with just a bit of salt, and just take pinches, just take already pre-cut chunks of breast meat with skin. Eat that all day. Put it on a Caesar. Oh, it's you so good. You are the source of my strength. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I'm I'm literally uh, as we speak, I'm salivating. From the 425. Brian, what do you think about the rumor of Governor Noam as a possible running mate for president? They're throwing that around uh, all the time because she absolutely, uh, she's like Carrie Lake, only with better arms. And uh, actually, that's just the substantive part of your analysis. Yeah. (laughs) And and also, by the way, not hard to look at. Also, governor of a beautiful state, uh, your your South Dakota. Whose Uh, capital is? I'm going to say Pierre. I'm studying with my fourth grader right now. So um, just thought I'd throw a little I, bit I don't, of I wasn't allowed to. I went to OCS there. So I did, we did get to go to uh, Mount Rushmore. That was cool. That is cool. Uh, T-Town Doug uh, text back, hilarious. That's why I listened. Because I asked him, why do you even care? And he said, hilarious. That's why I listen well. You're not, well, we have a special device. We can, we can deselect you. Huh. So are you aware of that? Yeah, Mount Rushmore is in South Dakota. From the 206, Brian, it sounds like the NFL is just going to try to Usher Taylor into the halftime show. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Taylor Swift, the halftime entertainment on uh, Sunday night for now. All I know is if you're the NFL and you got to be, you got to bring a Louisville slugger to this deal, but it's so obvious she has brought in. All of all of this found money. All the teenage girls that didn't watch football before, and they're like, "Dad, it's so stupid." They're just hitting each other, and all. God. Um. Cut a deal somehow with her, and just sit back and change the bucket under the money, the drip bucket under the money keg. I mean, they they have found. You know, an audience that they they were they they gave up on teenage girls a long time ago in the NFL, right? And Tay Tay has brought that. And then, did you see that jacket that she wore? No, to say I love Travis it, it, or they, something. It, what what it was was there's a fullback for the 
49ers, juristic or whatever. His wife was a model, but she wants to get in the fashion industry. And now she hand makes fellow teammates' wives puffy jackets of their husband's jerseys. I did not know that. Right? So Tay-Tay wears that thing, the number 87 Kelsey jersey. That's actually, it's a puffy jacket now. Everybody, every girl wants one now. Because, of course they do. And that's the the weird thing was that, you know, I mean, it, it's a slang term, the stand, but they're not really males who want to be Snoop Dogg or want to be uh, Usher. Girls want to be Taylor Swift. They want to dress like her. They want to have the hair like her. And they want to wear the jacket like her. So now, now this woman obviously cannot keep up with the orders because... She got a license to print money. Learn to live alongside cringe. I mean, if you're, if if you're, and I, I, I Googled it, the NFL is a for-profit organization. If I was an owner, I would be screaming at him and say, why are you not making her brand manager or something? Or why are you Commission not sure to write an album about uh, something? Yeah. Why, why are you not spinning off uh, a property, an NFL property that she designs because she made the market? And give her 90% of the profits because she invented the market. But just do what you got to do to get get them watching TV. Before you do another Peacock game, maybe try to make money on your own. How about that? Ever try that one? Because because Tay-Tay would sell enough jackets to do her own pay-per-view. And it would fund itself. I mean, you cannot underestimate the money that stupid people are allowed and where they're uh, they're, uh, allowed to spend it. From the 805 regarding Representative Dan Crenshaw's comments about the border. I don't care who gets political bragging rights for border security. I just want the deed done. Biden and his open orders. Minions have won this issue. The proof is that millions are now here. Yeah, and Dan Crenshaw was talk, talked about uh, yesterday when they cut the deal. Lindsey Graham and John Thune and other, uh, other senators were saying, look, this is the best deal you're going to get. Don't answer that call. When the candidate, when Trump is calling saying, don't take that issue away from me, I need that until November, America is going to be the, the, the victim. And then when people in Texas and New Mexico and Arizona and even uh, evidently California want a solution. And you can, you can have it right now by cutting, by turning the magnet off. The magnet is asylum. So stop it. And, and so Biden is ready to uh, do that. And it's funny because... Biden is forgetting that Obama was, Democrats called him the deporter in chief because Obama had this very humane policy. He he ripped the Band-Aid off. He deported people before they had been here for two weeks. He didn't let them get roots because if they get roots, then you get your DACAs, you get your anchor babies, which is not a myth. That's why DACA exists because, um, but DACA is a loophole. That, that's... Um, you come here as a one-year-old, you just don't remember it. Uh, the anchor baby is you come here and you stamp 14th Amendment as that as you shoot that kid into America uh, from, from the uh, delivery room. Uh, Obama deported people before they had been here even two weeks because, so that they didn't put down roots. So he deported people really quickly. I, I can't criticize him on that. But then they just came back and didn't get caught. Now, the point of coming here now is to get caught and get a, get asylum. Those cases are now four years in arrears. They're, they're behind schedule for four years on those. And so 
when they say help with the border, they mean more judges, more bailiffs, more vans to drive them uh, to the courtroom, more people to pick up people who failed to appear for their uh, uh, for their immigration hearing. Because if you fail to appear for your asylum hearing, you are deported. Okay, so let's do that. Um, anyway, but uh, what Dan Crenshaw was saying was, don't throw a win right back at the uh, at their face. Back in a second, AM seven seventy KTTH. Somebody KTTH Brian Suits here. Uh, it really struck a bell, rang a bell. The the speech that the Argentinian president, the new president Javier Millet, uh, gave the World Economic Forum uh, day before yesterday, and he was introduced by Klaus Schwab and all that. And he is a real libertarian uh, truth teller, and that's why uh, he won. <clears throat> Part of what he said. Uh, this is part of what uh, what he said because uh, it reminded me of something. He said the Western world is in danger, and it is in danger because those who are supposed to defend the values of the West are co-opted by a vision of the world that inexorably leads to socialism and thereby to poverty. Unfortunately, in recent decades, motivated by some well-meaning individuals willing to help others and others motivated by the wish to belong to a privileged caste, the main leaders of the Western world have abandoned the model of freedom for a different version of what we call collectivism. Da, da, da. Such looters believe it is safe to rob defenseless men once they've passed a law to disarm them, but their loot becomes a magnet for other looters who get it from them as they got it. Then the race goes not to the ablest at production, but to those most ruthless at brutality. When force is a standard, the murderer wins over the pickpocket, and then that society vanishes in a spread of ruins and slaughter. That second part was uh, Anne Rand, by the way. The, but didn't that sound like it's in the same spirit? There's a, there's a, in the, in the middle of Atlas Shrugged is a speech by one of the characters, and it's a defense of money, and that's where I got that last part. And did we ever find out why Atlas Shrugged in that book? Uh, because Atlas got tired of carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders, and he went, eh, and you went here. You, you got it, all you. Fine. And it's a, and I, 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 because I was a dork in high school and I did forensics, I did uh, debate. Just was, in high school. There was a thing called uh, dramatic interp. You could do, uh, you, you could read from memory, uh, I think, eight minutes of prepared text. Uh-huh. And I read the money. Don't tell me you read money. I did. My God. I, when I, Nerd alert! <laughs> I'm proud. So, because uh, in, in the in the book, there's a, there's a capitalist, and by the way, it's the government, it's the future government versus capitalism and innovation and invention and creation, getting to keep that which you create without uh, the government coming along and, and taking it. But, but it's a brilliant book. It's a slog. 
I, I forgive you for reading the Cliff Notes, but you can't miss the speech about money. So you think, have you ever read the, the speech by Francisco Danconia? No, but I have audio of what you said in high school. See, the corporations finance Team America. <laughs> and then Team America goes out, and the corporations sit there in their, in their corporation buildings. Corporation buildings. And, building. and, and see, that they're all corporation-y, and they make money. Because I would say you're forgiven for not reading the book, but it boils down to when a heckler says to uh, the guy leaving the federal courthouse where he's being tried for be basically being a capitalism, money is the root of all evil. And he says, so you think that money is the root of all evil? Have you ever asked what is the root of money? Money is a tool of exchange which can't exist unless there are goods produced and men able to produce them. Money is the material shape of the principle that men who wish to deal with one another must deal by trade and give value for value. Money is not the tool of the moochers who claim your product by tears or of the looters who take it from you by force. Money is made possible only by the men who produce is this what you consider evil? Oh, he's just getting warmed up. And um, all the socialists at Davos stood up and said, Move this man! <laughs> what I didn't get was like yesterday we had that story of the woman whose grandmother willed her $27 million. And she gave it away almost out of shame. And that's what you get at Davos is people that are self-conscious about being wealthy. I mean, I don't, I don't begrudge anyone for being wealthy. It, they, you know, th there's not just one pie. The pie is ever growing. Um, but anyway, uh, he he absolutely he he splits the world up into the creators and the takers, the looters and the moochers and all that, and and it has a rousing ending, which uh, I will spare you from. But uh, I recommend that if you uh, if you don't read the book, and again. You have an official pass. Uh, re read that speech. People do like it, I must say. And I, I think it could only be written by someone like uh, the author Ayn Rand, a, someone who fled Stalin, Russia. You, you would you would have to see that, and only then could you detect stuff, um, you know, penetrating into the American mind of government is the root of all good. And think, well, wait till the government hears about this uh, and all that. And because she knew where that winds up, that thinking, just like this guy, just like Javier Millet from uh, Argentina knows where that winds up. That winds up with a all-powerful government that can pass any law at once, taking, taking everything you want, and then people relying on the government for bread. Just know, limited or, to or what we have seen. And she winds up like this. I think it's a great way to wind up the week before I go to my jury duty as an, as an American, by the way. Mm -hmm. If you ask me to name the proudest distinction of Americans, I would choose, because it contains all the others, the fact that they were the people who created the phrase to make money. No other language or nation had ever used these words before. Men had always thought of wealth as a static quantity to be seized, begged, inherited, shared, looted, or obtained as a favor. Americans were the first to understand that wealth has to be created. The words to make money hold the essence of human morality. Yet these are the words for which Americans were denounced by the rotted cultures of the looters' continents. Now the looters' credo has brought, brought you to regard your proudest achievements as a hallmark of shame. Your prosperity is guilt. Your greatest men, the industrialists, as black guards, and your magnificent factories as a product and property of muscular labor, the labor of whip-driven slaves like the pyramids of Egypt. 
the rotter who simpers that he sees no difference between the power of the dollar and the power of the whip ought to learn the difference on his own hide, as I think he will. Well, thanks for cornying this the hell up. So anyway, <laughs> it's very good. But uh, the book itself, 1957, Atlas Shrugged, never, never been made a real movie. Real, real crap production for that. <clears throat> Until and unless you discover that money is the root of all good, you ask for your own destruction. When money ceases to be the tool by which men deal with one another, then men become the tools of men. Blood, whips, and guns, or dollars. Take your choice. There is no other, and your time is running out. Prophetic words by Ayn Rand, as read by a high school kid somewhere, probably in Port Townsend. Uh, all right, well, uh, don't make me judge you. Okay, too late. I'll be there Monday. So the case of the great uh, Tumwater Squirrel Shooter, I can't wait to get my justice all over you, man. I'll tell you about it uh, next week and because I'm going to be on jury duty. Uh, so fame, am 70 KTTH. It's over. Goodbye.